Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk all about Monday Night Raw, especially the new persona and character of Nikki Cross. And could it be great or could it be better? We get into that. Also, we get into Jungle Boy. That's right. Jungle Boy joins the show just days before his big match with Kenny Omega, Saturday night on AEW Dynamite, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I don't like the way you're starting. Oh. Because I have a funny feeling you're going to go down a negative road. No. I am not going to. Um, there's not going to be a LaGreca rant. There's been too many LaGreca rants. I didn't so say a LaGreca it's rant. Be rant. I just free. feel like you're going to go down a negative road. And okay. last night, uh, on Monday nights, me, you, Gabby, and Ed will text during the show. And I asked you guys a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. I said. Is this show, and referring to Monday Night Raw, I said, is this show really that bad, or are we just so jaded? You texted back that it, you felt like it was an embarrassing show at times. Yes, uh, Gabby was probably drinking, and Ed was probably coming up with <laughs> nerdy things to say. Um, ah! <laughs> oh, how true. So, <laughs> I... I think I liked Raw last night. And I shouldn't even say the word think because that would require me to actually really think about whether I liked it. Um, I liked it. And once again, I liked it because of the strength of the wrestling. We saw a lot of good matches last night, Dave. And as much as I come on this show and I talk talk about how it's a, uh, you know, sports entertainment variety show, We've been getting really great pro wrestling matches on Monday Night Raw. Dare I say the best pro wrestling matches in the world, because if you're on Raw or SmackDown, you're top of the food chain. And this is not taking anything away from the NXT performers. But the the, the actual in-ring pro wrestling physicality psychology of a Monday Night Raw over the past couple of months, really great stuff. 
But then we get down into the flow of the show. We get down into the rhyme and the reason of the show. We get that we get down to the to the why WHY gigantic question mark of some of the things that we see on the show. And that's when we want to run our head into a brick wall. And sometimes after we run our head into that brick wall, a great match like Drew McIntyre versus Riddle doesn't mean as much because we're still nursing the wounds of running our head into a brick wall because we just don't understand what the hell just went on. Bully, first and foremost, I think your question's a good one, not just for us, but for the nation as well. Have we just become so jaded that we can't sit and watch a show? Uh, I, I did answer your question, and, and I said it was embarrassing, and it's embarrassing to my intelligence watching this show for three hours. Um, you're right about the wrestling, but it's almost like a, a, an action movie. If you get a great car chase or a great action scene, does that make up for the really horrible storyline of the movie? Like, yeah, you'll see some cool crashes, but if the story is lacking in the movie, does that make it a good movie just based on some really good action sequences? So I'll ask you this, uh, because Fast and the Furious Part 9 is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Are you a fan of the Fast and the Furious um, franchise? The, I'm not. Okay. Is there a particular reason? Is You're not a car guy, or what, what's the deal? I'm, I'm not really a car guy, and I think it goes back to that, like, to me, I've seen a couple of the movies. It didn't really, the story didn't really get to me, and the action sequences, like, once you've seen one really cool action sequence, you kind of seen them all. So it just didn't really do anything for me. Uh, I, now I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Now, Bully, you're right about the wrestling. And this is something that even on social media for me last night, I praised those matches up and down. Um, you know, Orton's match, Riddle, the Riddle-McIntyre match I thought was, was absolutely fantastic. Like, I really enjoyed that match a lot. But... I think there's a lot to what you said about sometimes those matches get overlooked because you're kind of still nursing the wounds from some of the other things that are going on in the show. If I just watched, if I just watched Riddle and McIntyre as a standalone match, I would have been like, this match is phenomenal. How could people say this show is terrible? This match is so good. But in the context of everything else that we're watching, it's really, really difficult to digest. And on top of that, Bully, obviously the people who listen to this show and me doing this show with you, you know, a lot of what you say and a lot of what you preach on this show, I carry into a Monday Night Raw. So yesterday, Bully, you're talking about how the Hell in a Cell matches don't really mean as much as they used to. You know, it's kind of been prostituted, like, you know, this is supposed to be the big blow-off match of a feud and, you know, the way that the rules and the, the weapons and everything, and it's been so watered down that it's not the hell in a cell that was meaningful and meant so much to wrestling fans. Now it kind of comes and goes, and you don't even really process it. It's one ear and out the other. And you know what? Your words really stay with me more than the matches do. And then we go to Raw last night, and right off the bat at the start of the show, we get a Hell in a Cell match announcement for Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley. And, it, and boy, even more your words are echoing in my brain after hearing that. Bully, first, first and foremost, 
you're having a hell in a cell match between Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley. Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley have never faced each other one-on-one ever in their careers. So the first time that they're meeting is in a hell in a cell match. And then Xavier Woods is stepping into the cell with the champion. I know it was in a, a it was a non-title match, but still, he's having a match with the WWE champion. And the guy has lost his last four matches. So in what world does a guy who's lost his last four matches and has never faced that wrestler having a hell in a cell match with the world champion? It, it makes absolutely no sense, Bully. You want to know what makes even less sense? What's that? Why was the cell even hanging in the first place? You don't just set up a hell in a cell. You don't just set up these kind of structures. How come the hell in the cell isn't hanging every single week? How come the elimination chamber is not hanging right next to it? And oh, by golly gee, let's hang a steel cage there also. This match has become so passe now. We were talking about it yesterday, and... That was at actually at a dedicated Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and I felt like the match was getting watered down. Now, last night on Monday Night Raw, one of the largest structures in the WWE just happens to be flying, and a challenge is made where we just happen to have it in a cell. Now, I get it, folks. I understand why the cell was up there. I understand what the WWE is trying to do. But give it to me in a different way. Try something different that does not insult the intelligence of wrestling fans. Xavier Woods just get... What kind of a bitch heavyweight champion is Bobby Lashley? So Bobby accepts the challenge immediately, right? Yep. Because he felt like he was getting punked out a little bit. So I can I can appreciate big bad Bobby Lashley going, "No, you know what? I I accept. I accept." Yep. And MVP going like, "Yo, whoa, whoa, chill out." And and Bobby like, "Nope. I accept." Yep. Because he's a testosterone-driven, you know, man, just like Xavier said to him. But then Xavier just goes, oh, and it's going to be in Hell in a Cell. And the world champion just goes, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Xavier, who hasn't won his past four matches, who's never had a, ch- uh, uh, a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship, now all of a sudden just di- gets to dictate the gimmick match, one of the biggest gimmick matches that they have in the WWE. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it's Hell in a Cell. Like, they didn't even have to check with Sonya and Adam no. Pierce. There's no bosses in the WWE. The wrestlers is- run the asylum because they could decide whatever matches they want. We saw it with Rhea just appearing on Monday Night Raw and demanding a championship match at WrestleMania. Or Xavier Woods, who lost his last four matches at the beginning of Monday Night Raw, telling Bobby Lashley, not only am I going to have a match with you tonight, it's going to be Hell in a Cell. Why couldn't Xavier have just made the challenge for Hell in a Cell? Why couldn't Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville's music interrupt? Why couldn't Adam Pierce or Sonya go, Xavier, not for nothing. We love you, man. But you don't just get to make matches around here. 
All right? You can't just be throwing out Hell in a Cell matches. That's not the way it works in the WWE. And that MVP goes, exactly, Xavier. Learn to keep your mouth shut. Go home. Play some of your video games. Blah, 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 blah. And Sonya... Go, uh, go, go, go! Take Adam Pierce's hand. Go in the back and do some more paperwork or whatever the hell you else you do because you two are both so ineffective around here. And now Sonya looks at MVP and goes, "You know what? It will be a hell in a cell." Now I get it. Yeah, because now at least somebody laid out the challenge and a uh, authority figure came out to um, and enforce the challenge and say, "Yes, it's okay." That, that just being a Hell in a Cell match last night, despite the fact that I really liked the match, but really liking the match has nothing to do about how we got there. Just throwing it away. Here you go. Here's a Hell in a Cell. Dave, do you remember last week what I said what, for my, what my concern was for AEW? What that it, they're throwing uh, so... I, I think there's been a lot, but that they throw so much out there that they're going to... That they're gonna they're gonna like lose it. They're gonna throw everything out there and they're gonna have nothing left. Burning through the gimmick match. Yep. That's what the my specific question was about. Burning through I mean, we've seen the barbed wire exploding cage, we've seen them do the war games, we've seen we see them do a lot of gimmick matches. Not that they're not fun, but I think that AEW is relying on gimmick matches entirely too er, uh, entirely too much. I get it. it. During the COVID era, you basically got a gun to your head. You got to do what you got to do to get people to tune in. I understand that. But last night, Hell in a Cell match, just for the sake of Hell in a Cell. You know why they had a Hell in a Cell match last night, Dave? Probably because it popped a little bit of a rating on Friday for SmackDown. So they figure, you know, let's do it for Monday Night Raw. Correct, Amundo. And there you have it. Maybe the USA executives are like, hey, you know, you gave the Hell in a Cell to Fox. You know, we've been around with you guys for 30 years. Why don't you throw us a bone or a Hell in a Cell? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Sirius XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93. Anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Nikki Cross, she has this new character, this new persona. And we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, Bully, you make some good arguments about the persona, the character, maybe in a lot of ways. And we've been hearing this rumblings that the WWE is going to have some more quote unquote characters on their roster. So we'll see what happens with Nikki Cross moving forward. She says she doesn't have superpowers. I know I can't fly. I know I can't be invisible or whatever the hell she said. But putting on this cape and mask gives her a superpower that we probably all could benefit from. And it's confidence. Let me tell you something. When I put on my gear, I'm indestructible in a wrestling ring. You cannot hurt me. You cannot do anything anything to me you can't do anything to Bubba Ray Dudley you can't do anything to Bully Ray to hurt me it is virtually impossible 
me as a normal human, as a mere mortal, yeah, you might be able to, but something happens when you lace up those boots. You become impervious to pain. So my impervious to pain is her confidence. I think Nikki is a perfect personality for this gimmick. I like how she realizes that she's not some, she's not the hurricane with horror powers. Um, uh, like the hurricane being able to choke slam the big show or, or choke slam the rock where it's a little bit out of the realm of believability. There are no horror powers. There is no Nikki Cross powers. It's about confidence and whatever you have to do to be a confident woman or a confident person. You see, if this goes on Piper, which I can understand why you would like to see Piper saying these words, what does it revolve around? Well, I think if the story was played right, if she was the protege for Eva Marie, and it was in Eva Maria's shadow and doing all the work for Eva Marie, but Eva Marie was getting all the praise and all the credit, then I could see that happening. But that, that, but that's what shot as- Go ahead. What aspect about um, Piper would all those words revolve around? Maybe I'm not wording this the right way, so I'll just give the answer away. I think it would revolve around her weight. I think it would bring too much attention to the weight thing that, every, that everybody was chiming in about. We vehemently disagree. I like Nikki Cross being this undersized underdog who just just seems happy to be there. And I don't know what happens to me, but I put on this mask and this cape and I become this super confident wrestler. I think she pulls it off better than Piper would. I want to see Piper be the one that's kind of looked down upon because Eva Marie is almost doing that. It's so brand new. It's only two weeks. It's almost like that mean girls, that's that passive aggressive mean girls type mentality, taking it out on Piper. And what we saw from Piper last night was great. I wish it would have happened a month or three months from now. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. Now there was something. I don't think anybody is right or wrong here. I just think it's just, uh, you like chocolate, I like vanilla. and uh, It doesn't you know. matter now. It doesn't matter now. We have this character. We have this persona. Let's cross our fingers and hope what you're saying, Bully, is what they move forward doing to. Ed, can you play the... Oh, you just did. My bad. Goodbye. Have a nice day. Get hit in the head too okay. much. My, now, my superpower is that my brain cells have morphed into my fat cells. Well, that's why you have me. All right. So, Bully. There was something with Nikki Cross that I despised from last night on Monday Night Raw. And that was the pairing of her and Alexa Bliss. Now, obviously, this was a Money in the Bank qualifying match. I don't know why they had single matches for the men and tag teams for the women, but whatever. They teamed Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, I know that the WWE all think that their fans have the memory of flies. And that we don't remember anything after just a couple hours. But less than seven months ago, Alexa Bliss attacked Nikki Cross and left her laying in the middle of the ring. Nikki Cross, who came as a friend to Alexa Bliss, Alexa laughed in her face, slapped her, and then proceeded to beat the hell out of her and leave her lying. That's all forgotten now. 
because they were playing off each other last night like they were the best of friends. I mean, it was a whole storyline not seven years ago, not five years ago, not even a year ago, Bully. Nikki Cross is saying that Alexa and I used to be best friends. And now she's a completely different person. And Alexa Bliss attacked Nikki Cross. But you know what? Let's bygones be bygones. I guess this, maybe she does have a superpower. And that's the power of forgiveness. Because her and Alexa were best friends last night on Raw. I had the exact same problem. And you know what? I love that line that you just said about the power of forgiveness. Because I think that question should have come up, at least in Raw talk. Like, how could you stand next to Alexa Bliss? And she could also, and she could have said, when I put this mask and cape on, not only do I have the power of confidence, but I have the power of forgiveness. And I know Alexa Bliss has done a lot of rotten things to me in the past. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be the bigger person here. That would have at least cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. Last night, when Nikki Cross came on the screen, I went to social media and I put up a little uh, gif from Men in Black of when Will Smith, you know, flashes the light and the people's faces in hopes that you'll forget everything. That's what I meant. WWE just hopes that we forget the past. If it didn't happen this week and if we didn't replay, replay it to remind you, it really didn't happen. Alexa Bliss did a lot of ne- rotten things to Nikki Cross, but it just didn't matter. So I have high hopes for this very fun character moving forward. I'm glad that this came from the mind of Nikki Cross and that creative is allowing her to run with it. My concern is I've seen something, things like this in the past when creative really doesn't have anything for you. And when you come up with something for yourself, they kind of just let it play out for a couple of weeks and then they kill it. Yeah. And then they could turn around and say, well, we gave you the chance, but it really wasn't just getting over. And it's because you came up with it that it didn't get over. But I think Nikki can get this over. I hope so. Suplexes, knockouts, and chokeholds. Sirius XM Fight Nation is the only channel dedicated to bringing you the inside world of combat sports. Unlocking the cage with Jimmy Smith. Time doesn't heal all wounds in sports. Winning heals all wounds. Busted open. I always say life is just like professional wrestling. You are going to get knocked down a lot, but you got to keep getting up and keep on fighting. Plus, at the fights and MMA today to round out the best combat sports coverage anywhere. And so much more. We bring the fight to you on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Jungle Boy, who joins us here live on the line. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. Big Saturday. This has got to be the biggest Saturday of your life for crying out loud. Yeah, it is. It's a, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm nervous, uh, but I'm very excited at the same time. What are you most nervous about? Um, you know, for me with Kenny Omega, especially that's someone I've watched for a long time, uh, that I've looked up to. And so now for it to be my chance to get in there with him and, uh, for us to do our thing, I don't know. It's just a, it feels like a big opportunity and something I've been waiting on for a long time. So I definitely want to make the most of that while I have the chance. Before we get to Saturday, let's rewind just a little bit and let's talk about Double or Nothing. You know, the the first time that AEW's been in front of a full capacity audience, like we saw at Double or Nothing, you know, sold out five thousand fans, and yeah. for you in particular. And it's so amazing because you're in there with like a Christian cage who's extremely popular, but man, that crowd, and I'm talking about that entire crowd would have been really disappointed if that would have went another way, you know, talk about that evening, talk about the crowd, you know, talk about that match for you at double or nothing. Yeah. Well, having the people back has completely changed the game. uh, For me, I feel it's, it's like almost an entirely different thing. You know, I got so used to wrestling with nobody there, which was so weird at first. And then we all kind of just had to get used to it. But to have them back was so nice and exciting for all of us to hear that. Um, And I I could definitely hear in the match uh, the way they were feeling and uh, that they were pulling for me a lot. So so it was cool to to hear that so loudly and obviously. And then obviously at the end, it just kind of erupted. And that that felt really special for me. you know, after this year, that's been so strange and all that. To have that moment to kind of cap it off just felt really cool. And to, to be in there with a guy like Christian, um, who's turned out to be a really cool guy and has been helping me out a lot now. Um, yeah, it was just a great moment for me. 
you're talking about how Christian has been able to help you out. One of the things that me and Dave were very excited about when we saw Christian pop up at AEW is his ability to help educate younger talent like yourself. Tell me one thing that you've taken away from Christian so far that has really helped you. You know, uh, we've only had one match together. Actually, we had this tag match against Planet Plenty. But for me to see the way that he just thinks about wrestling, um, it's so different than a lot of guys uh, my age. I guess we think about different things. I'm always thinking about the moves I want to do and this and that. And to see someone who's, who knows so much about wrestling and is thinking about so many other things other than just what cool stuff I'm going to do, um, it's kind of eye-opening. And I, I'd like to be able to get some of that from him and see how he does it. You know, this is interesting hearing you say that because the AEW has a hardcore fan base that I think a lot of those fans like to see the moves. But yet now you're yeah. bringing in like a Christian Cage, you have a Mark Henry, you have, you know, Big Show coming into the fold that I would think that they're going to say, hey, what you're doing is great on an athletic level. But, you know, there needs to be a little bit more, I guess, ring psychology, storytelling. Do you feel like these veterans coming in have been trying to try to install that into a lot of the younger wrestlers? Yeah, I feel I don't even know if they purposefully do try and do it. I think it kind of just happens um, being around them. You know, I, I love doing cool moves more than anything. That's a, a big part of what attracted me to wrestling. And I think if you look at our roster, we have uh, – I'll say the best athletes in all of wrestling here. So I think there's no shortage of moves and all that. It's just cool to be able to, uh, you know, see these guys who that's not necessarily what they're so focused on and to be able to kind of add that aspect to my game a little bit. Um, you know, I, I feel like with a lot of these guys like uh, Jericho and Christian, I think you become a better wrestler kind of just being around them and listening to them talk. So that's that's been really neat. Jack, you talk about what attracted you to pro wrestling. What exactly or who exactly initially attracted you to pro wrestling? I remember the first times that I, that I'd watch wrestling as a kid, I just was attracted to like the spectacle of it. Um, you know, there are these fireworks to kick off the show and then all of a sudden there are all these pretty girls and these crazy ripped dudes doing super athletic wild things and i was just like wow this is this is nuts and i just kind of fell in love with the the entire thing i can see that and you being so young like in getting this opportunity and now having a championship opportunity so you know we'll bring into what's going to be taking place this saturday already you got you know hangman page is going up against powerhouse hobbs this saturday night on tnt and of course your match with kenny omega this championship match i mean you know in a lot of ways, has it surprised you how quick not only the audience has been attracted to you, but also jumping into the main event picture? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess coming into it, that's like the dream of what you want, kind of just for it to take off like that. Um, but, you know, we're a little, I think over two years in now, and it feels crazy from the beginning to now. Uh, you know, I'm on the main event of Dynamite with Kenny Omega, and that's Something a couple of years ago, I think, would have not seemed possible. So it feels really cool. Um, you know, and I feel especially in the last couple of weeks since the fans have been back, things have kind of just, you know, gone a lot faster than they were even before. So it's been interesting. Jack, with regard to your entrance music, uh, I thought it was awesome that Tony went out of his way 
to purchase the rights to it. You get to come out to something that's extremely fan-friendly. Uh, 50% of the job is done the minute you come out there because the people are already yeah. at a fever pitch, you know, singing that song with you. When did you find out about it? And can you tell me about a conversation that you might have had with Tony about that entrance music? Yeah, that um, that had been my entrance music on the indies. Uh, it was a song that Joey Janela picked uh, randomly. And, uh, you know, when I got signed to AEW, obviously it had to go away for a little bit. And Tony always said to me, he's like, I'm, I'm going to get you that song one day. And I didn't take it very seriously. I, guess, I thought that would be cool, but whatever. And I always said, you know, if you want to, that'd be great. But, um, you know, I'm happy with what we're doing now. And he'd always say, yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And then the, at the beginning of this year, he just had a big smile on his face. And he said, I got you the song. And I was like, oh, my God, no way, that's that's crazy. Because I hadn't heard it in a long time. Um, and then, as you said, it it almost does the thing for me. I, I get so nervous before I go out there. I uh, A lot of people are really cool and collected. I'm not at all. Um, but now, the second I hear that song come on, and from the back, I can just hear the roar, kind of the building shake a little bit. It, takes a lot of those nerves away and i go out there and people are having a great time and singing and it it makes the whole thing a real fun experience pretty immediately jack you're younger in the business you're young with aew just young in general i'm sure you get to see firsthand a lot of the things that aew does right and we talk a lot about what AEW does right. One of, the, one of the things is the fun factor of the show and the relationship that the company has with their fan base and that, 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 that symbionts, that camaraderie they have together. There's also a couple of things that the company can improve on. At your age in the wrestling business, what's one of the things you'd like to see AEW do a better job of? Oh, damn, that's kind of a hard one. Um. That's what I do, brother. Crab cakes and hard questions. <laughs> Let me think on that. You know, I feel like in a way I might not be have the best answer to this because I think a lot of times I'm so focused on what I can do to just be the best I can be at this point. Kind of, you know, a lot of times I've been wanting like to be on Dynamite when I've been on Dark or whatever. So I'm concentrating very much on myself, uh, my group, my team, whatever, what we can do. So I think I've may lose sight a little bit of the entire thing altogether. Um, let me think. Oh. I'll, I'll circle back to that if I think of a good one. By the end. Not, not a problem. So let's bring, it, let's bring it back to you then. Where would you like to improve in the near future? In-ring psychology, promos. Where do you think you can get better real quick? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a promo guy at all. Um, you know, that's never been something I've been super into probably because I'm not that great at it, and it's not something I've done a lot of. Um, and I can definitely feel that that's kind of a weak point in my game. So I would like to improve that, um, just kind of be a better, well-rounded wrestler altogether. Is there anybody backstage that you have gone to to help you with promos or give you some pointers when it comes to speaking? Um, you know, honestly, every time they ask me to do it, I kind of try and duck and run away and I have to. Um, yeah, a, a lot of people have given me advice here and there. We, actually, our producer, who uh, ends up being the one filming a lot of them, Jess Palumbo, has actually helped me a lot because she's there all day filming people, guy cutting promos. So 
you know, I, I think when the time comes to really buckle down and get good at it, there are a lot of people who are going to be able to help. So that's good. Um, talk about you just we talked about how young are you just celebrated a birthday last week. How did uh, how did you celebrate your birthday last week? Yeah, I turned uh, 24. Uh, it was cool. I hung out with my family, my friends. Uh, it was actually a nice surprise. Joey Janela flew all the way out here. He lives in Florida now. Britt Baker came out here. Nice. Uh, Lucas family. We all just hung out, swam. Um, yeah, it was a good time. They didn't bring uh, Joey Janela didn't bring like white claw, did he, or anything, or what? What did he bring? You know what? I made sure that we had some white claws here. <laughs> well, next time, make sure you have some Jack Daniels. There you go. Okay. Uh, this is a big opportunity, man. I'm looking forward to it. I was there at Double or Nothing. You know, I heard the commotion from the fans and how much they believed in you and how much they loved the fact that you got this opportunity. I'm glad it's happening on Saturday. Again, 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT, Dynamite. And then we get back to Wednesdays, which I'm really, really, really looking forward to. But you and Kenny Omega, the main event, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, AEW Dynamite on TNT. You know, one of the fast, fastest rising stars in all pro wrestling, Jungle Boy. Sir, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and good luck on Saturday. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.